guys. Welcome back to Everlasting Fruit. I'm your host, Bella. So glad to have you here. Today, I wanted to get into something that I've just been thinking about a lot lately, and that is, you know, the idea of fruits or just the concept of you shall know them by their fruits. And I get this from Matthew chapter 7. And I'm just going to read an excerpt from there. Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 till about 20. It reads, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. I apologize for my voice. I am recovering from a bronchial infection. Um, so just bear with me here. So I just, you know, this verse really sends me into contemplating about how it is that, you know, we live in this world and there are so many doctrines out there. There's so much that is thrown at Christians. There is so many new books coming out, you know, for the consumption, for, you know, growth in the word of God and all of those things. They're many preachers, many denominations. But how do we know what is right? How do we know where to stay, what to believe? How do we know this? And I just love this because, you know, when when Jesus was teaching, and by the way, like, the book of Matthew is such a gem. And chapter 7 Actually, the whole book is just a gem because the Beatitudes in chapter five are amazing. Uh, Chapter six is great because it gives us great insights on the kingdom of God and, you know, relying on God and all of that and, uh, you know, how not to be anxious. And then chapter seven gives us, you know, looking at ourselves, like not judging others, you know, asking, you know, it teaches about the golden rule, teaches us about, you know, looking to ourselves first before we can even look to correct others, look to, uh, you know, to even teach others, right? But I really, really encourage for you to not just read that little excerpt. I'm doing this for the sake of the podcast. I encourage you to go out and read the whole chapter because it is a powerful bit actually read the whole Bible because it is powerful. (laughs) It's the word of God. So yeah, so when we read Matthew chapter 7 verses 15 to 20, we we get some things here and it is why why is fruit important? Like what what's the big deal about fruit? Because many things will be given to us. Many things will be taught to us. A lot of people will come with, you know, teaching us saying that, you know what, this is, this is how to grow in the Lord. Um, this is what the word says. This is the interpretation. This is what you should believe. But how do we know who is truly from God? 
And, you know, from this particular verse, I, I, I just learned that number one, you're just going to have to beware because the first thing that Jesus said here is beware of false prophets. So you have to have it in your mind that there are prophets, there are people that are going to come for the sole purpose of turning you away from Christ. The thing is, they are false prophets. So they're going to come packaged as people who want to lead you to Christ. But in actuality, they are leading you astray. So you need to beware. So, you know, like when we go out in the community and it says beware of dogs, it's telling you there are dogs here. So this is the warning. This is your warning that if you stray too closely or anything like that, there are dogs that can run out of this house and bite you. Um, you may be in danger. So this is just our warning to the community that, hey, there are dogs here and they may or may not be dangerous. But most of the times it's their dogs here and they can be harmful. So beware of false prophets because they are coming to harm your spiritual life. And they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So if they're coming to you in sheep's clothing, which means they are coming to you with the intention to deceive you. They're coming so that they can deceive you. That is why they're being dressed or are presenting themselves as prophets of the Lord. That's why they're presenting themselves as something that is good. They're presenting themselves as someone who, um, you know, knows the word or is in the word or believes in Jesus and all of those things. But their sole purpose is to tear you to shreds. It is to ensure that you do not grow. It is to ensure that you turn away from Christ or that your belief in Christ is so erroneous that it can even lead you to fall away from the faith. So here are some um, some ways that, you know, I... I realized that we can, you know, put into practice in order to know them by their fruits. Um, the first thing is we can ask, how do they live their lives? You know, like a lot of times I believe that us as believers, we have this very superficial way of, you know, relating with, um, you know, men of God or whatever it is, because sometimes we, we just relate with them and say, oh, that's a man of God. And then just leave. Right. So you just come there, you get the little word that they teach and then you leave. But sometimes we should take the time, actually not sometimes we should take the time to be where to watch their lives. How do they relate? How do they speak? What comes out? Because the Bible says out of the outflow of your mouth, the heart speaks. Whatever is coming out of you is coming from your heart. So whatever you're full of is what's going to come out of your mouth. And that's what we need to pay attention. So we need to sometimes draw closer because when you get closer to people, then their flaws um, will be magnified. Then you'll be able to see how they relate. You'll be able to see how they react when they're angry. You'll be able to see whether they truly believe in God, whether they do actually practice what they preach. 
So how do they live their lives? Are they obedient to God? Are they faithful? Are they gentle? Are they self-controlled? And we know that in Galatians 5 verses 22 to 23, we have, you know, the fruits of the spirit, which, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We have that. And that is from the outflow of us being connected to God, from us being in Jesus. So we need to see if they're in Jesus, then where love is required, they will demonstrate it. Where joy is needed, they will have it. Where peace is required, they will ensure that they're the peacemakers. Because even the word says, do whatever you can possibly to live peacefully with everyone. Where patience is needed, they will be patient. They will be kind. They will be good. They will be faithful. They'll be gentle. They'll be self-controlled and they will live righteously. And on top of all of that, they will demonstrate that through obedience to God. And then you're also going to look at what do they teach? Is it in line with God's word? Is it mostly about themselves or are they teaching a doctrine that makes you focus on yourself rather than on Jesus, rather than on God? Is it just about one thing? You know, because sometimes you go to churches and their sole focus is on just one thing and not about Jesus, not not about how you can grow in Christ, not about repentance, not about, you know, how you can live righteously, how you can, um, you know, bring others to to the Lord. They will preach maybe about how to get rich. They'll preach about, you know, how to be empowered or whatever it is. They'll, they'll focus maybe on just like a healing ministry or anything like that. The Bible is not just about one thing. It is about a full life in Christ. And that requires that we come to his saving grace through repentance and recognizing that we are sinners and we need him. And he came to save us, to reconcile us to God. And he is the only way to God. And any other doctrine that teaches anything else is false. So you shall know them by their fruit by listening to how and what they teach. Is it self-centered? Is it pointing to you, to others instead of Christ? Is it leading you away from the word of God? Is it leading you away from growing? Is it keeping you stagnant? We have to pay attention to that. And also another thing to pay attention to is what effect does their teaching have on people? So do people grow in Jesus? Are people just being entertained in their churches? Are people just listening to the things that feel good? Oh, you shall be great. You shall be awesome. You know, like those kinds of motivational um, preaching type of messages. You know, are people being convicted of their sin? Are people being, you know, um, told that they are sinners? Are people being corrected? Are people being rebuked? Are people being instructed to live righteously? Are people being encouraged to submit themselves to the Lord? Are people being encouraged to be obedient? Are people being encouraged to, you know, to be loving, to be joyous, to be peaceful? Is that the effect of their teaching? 
Like even for you, the listener, like when you go to this particular church, have you noticed growth? Have you changed towards Christ or have you changed away from him? Or have you just remained the same? Because um, the amazing thing I love about even chapter 7 is that um, even before he talks about this in chapter 7 verses 1, it says, Judge not that you not be judged, for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged, and with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? So where are you now that you are in this church? Are you growing? Are you getting closer to God? How has your relationship progressed now that you're in this particular prophet's teaching or preacher's teaching? Where is he leading you to? That's something that we need to always keep in mind. And then another aspect that... I found quite interesting is also the reality of, is there even fruit? Like ask yourself, like this particular person that is teaching you that you're under, that you're following, that is discipling you, is there fruit? Do you see godly fruit in them? You know, when you plant a seed, it, it has to grow unless there is something wrong with the soil, with the ground that it is being planted on. When you plant, there has to be growth. And if there is no growth, then that is problematic. So producing bad fruit and producing no fruit, they're pretty much one in the same. Because how can you come to the knowledge of Jesus and then you're not producing fruit at all? Or how can you come to the Lord and produce bad fruit like that? That doesn't make sense because God is good. And when you come to him, you produce good fruit. We are not called to stagnancy or remaining the same. Once we encounter Jesus, something takes root in us and we bear fruit. Jesus changes our hearts and our hearts produce good fruit. So we have to pay attention because every word and all the things that we do, they come from what we're filled with. So if you're filled with Jesus, then you will produce good fruit. Let's look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And I love how Jesus put it over here. John 15 verse 2, he says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So we're not called to stagnancy. We have to, in verse 4, it says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. You must remain in Jesus for you to produce good fruit. And so the question for whoever it is that is leading you, how to recognize false prophets, how to recognize teachers that, you know, are not with God is by just 
remembering that fact. Are they connected to Jesus? Because if they're connected to Jesus, they will produce good fruit. They will be loving. They will be gentle. They'll be humble. They will propel the gospel. They will, you know, rebuke you. They will correct you so that you can live righteously. They will lead you in the way of righteousness. They'll encourage obedience to God. But if they're not, if they're not in Christ, you will see that they're filled with anger, malice, and they're, they won't be so much into the word of God, especially the messages that are so convicting. They won't be there. They will, you know, give you tids and bits of, you know, what the word says and stick to the things that feel good. Stick to the verses that are so, um, you know, popular and easy for people to grasp, like, for I know the plans I have for you, <laughs> plans to prosper you and all of those things. But we must rely on Jesus and for us to recognize false teachers, we need to remain in the word. We need to read the word. And that's why I stress the importance of reading the word for yourself. Because reading the word for yourself, you get to know God for yourself. You don't need your husband to tell you. You don't need your sister, your mother. You don't need your pastor to tell you who God is. Because the word of God has <laughs> 66 books that tell you who God is. And you can know that all by yourself if you take the time to read it and learn. And I know that sometimes we, you know, we, 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 get, we go through moments where even for ourselves, like, I, you know, we, we get through moments where we stumble, where we, you know, we fall short. Maybe we're going through a season where we're not seeing fruit. But 1 John 3 verse 6, it says, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. Because when you stumble and notice that fruit is not being produced, when you notice that you've become stagnant, when you notice that the world is, is becoming interesting and enticing you, your spiritual environment becomes very uncomfortable. And as a believer, because we have the Holy Spirit, when this happens, the Holy Spirit will convict us. The Holy Spirit will bring certain things to light. The Holy Spirit will bring certain things to light and you'll be able to see that, hey, I have strayed. Hey, it's been days that I've, you know, that I've prayed. I've noticed that, you know, I'm, I'm being drawn to this particular thing that is not good for my, you know, my spiritual growth. I am, um, you know, engaging in certain conversations that I should not engage in. I am, you know, telling lies or I'm not being loving. I'm not being patient. We will know. And when we realize this, we need to draw near to Jesus. We need to get into the word. We need to pray. We need to fellowship with other believers. I know people tend to, you know, um, run away from the fellowship of other believers, but there is strength in, you know, that we get, the encouragement we get from, you know, fellowshipping with others. And that's why it's so greatly encouraged in the Bible. We get to sing praises. 
We can watch and listen to godly shows to keep our minds and our focus on Jesus. So we need to make sure that we are deeply rooted in Christ so that when we do produce fruit, it is good fruit and it is fruit that can be planted in others for them to also grow and produce good fruit. So we need to remember that in Matthew 7 verses 15, Jesus starts out by beware of false prophets. So they're going to be there. And don't think as if, um, you know, you're not going to encounter them or anything like that. You will encounter them and some will fall for it. But if you remain in the word, if you remain connected to Jesus, you will be able to see through their smoke. You'll be able to see through the sheep's uh, clothing. You'll see that, hey, that, that's a costume. It's not fitting quite right. And another thing that I just love about the word of God is that it's so transferable even to just our day-to-day lives, even with friends. How will you recognize them? By their fruit. You can know a good friend by their fruit. And if you are earnestly seeking for godly friend, this is a great chapter to reflect on because you will know them by their fruit. Are they producing godly fruit? Is your friend encouraging you to pray? Is your friend encouraging you to remain in the Lord? Is your friend encouraging you to be obedient? Is your friend encouraging you to do the things that are uh, in line with the word of God? Or is your friend just calling you for gossip? You know, is it that one-sided thing where, you know, your friend is only calling you when they need you, but, um, you know, they're not present for you when you need them? Or is your friend only engaging with you when, you know, things are amiss, but when things are great in your life, your friend is like nowhere to be found or, you know, provides no comment at all. Like, this is how transferable the word of God is. Like, even in picking a spouse, you can use this verse. Is that a wolf or is that someone from God? Because you can look at their fruit. And that's why it's not good to, um, you know, to be blindsided um, whenever um, you're engaging with other people. You know, always beware, always be mindful, always be alert and pay attention to what people say and how they act. Um, because sometimes people will say one thing and they act in another way. People, um, you know, a lot of pastors who preach one thing and they don't practice what they preach. They will preach love, but yet they're hateful. They will preach patience, yet <laughs> they have a short fuse. So it's really important to pay attention and, you know, to just know that the word of God really does have something for us for each and every day and for every situation. Um, you know, we may think that, oh, maybe the word of God doesn't talk about, oh, how to choose a spouse and all of that stuff. It doesn't really say, oh, this is how you go about choosing your spouse. But hey, it gives you guidelines. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Do not be yoked with an unbeliever. And in the same way, even with friends, bad company is not good. It is corrupting gossipers that is sinful. So 
you know, you have things that are guidelines in the word of God that show you who someone is. So you don't need, sometimes you don't even need somebody to tell you. You can just observe and you will see for yourself the fruits start to come out because everyone, something has been planted in each and every one. And you will know what has been planted in them when the fruit um, starts to come out. So it may take time, but make sure that you are aware of it. And I hope that if in the sense of like something like marriage, I hope that you are able to be patient or, you know, prayerful enough or wait long enough to be able to see or even, you know, engage or um, encourage this person to be with you in real situations where you can see what kind of fruit is produced when they're stressed, when they're angry, when things don't go their way and all of those things um, so that you know what you're dealing with, because at the end of the day, um, (laughs) you will make that choice and I hope that the choice that you make will be something that you can deal with. But back to the main topic, you shall know them by their fruit, by being aware of what it is that they're teaching. And the way to do that is by reading your word and knowing your word and listening and observing how people are leading their lives. And also be careful. It's not everyone that, um, you know, should have access to your life in a, in a capacity of, you know, influencing you. There are times you have to protect yourself from being influenced by certain things, especially if you know that you're not, you're not yet equipped to, to decipher, um, what is true and what isn't. So. I hope this was a, um, you know, this was enlightening at least because um, it, it really did enlighten me. These are things that, you know, we need to pay attention to. Fruit does matter when it comes to the Christian life, when it comes to our lives with, um, when it comes to us living our lives for Jesus, with Jesus, fruit does matter. You cannot say you're a Christian and after 10 years, there is nothing to show for it. <laughs> God will spit you out (laughs) of his mouth. Read Revelations, the churches. You know what I'm talking about. You have to produce fruit. You can't just, um, you know, you can't just be someone who um, stays the same and there is no growth. There is always room for growth. There is always a deeper level of, um, you know, coming to understand Christ. There is always more when it comes to seeking God and wanting to know more of him, because even when you read the word of God, it doesn't end there. There is just always something that God reveals each and every time that you read it um, in another way, in another perspective. And so I encourage you to remain in the word and trust that when you remain in the word and you remain connected and you draw near to God, he will reveal to you in whatever capacity that he reveals things to you. He will reveal to you through his word, through dreams, um, whichever way he'll reveal to you when something is amiss. And just know you have the Holy Spirit and he does give wisdom and he does give discernment for you to know when something looks very, very true, but it isn't. Anyway, 
this concludes our um our episode for today i pray that um you were blessed by it please do go back and read um matthew chapter 7 um, again, if you want to continue and connect with me on anything, you can uh, reach out to me on my Instagram at Everlasting Fruit Podcast. That's one word. Or email me at everlasting.fruit8 at gmail.com. Again, thank you again for tuning in. May God bless you. I pray that you have a great week ahead of you. Bye.